just like the ancient Greek mythology, the ancient Hindu mythology is also full of fascinating stories. And uh, two of the most popular epics are Ramayana and Mahabharata. And I'm sure you would have heard about these two. And if not, that's not a problem. I'm going to talk about them. And today in particular, I'm going to talk about Ramayana, which is uh, really the story of Lord Ram, uh, who is considered as the incarnation of Lord Vishnu, who is one of the trinity in Hinduism. And uh, Lord Ram is worshipped all over India in the Hindu societies. And if you are not interested in religion but into politics, you might have heard about the Ram temple controversy of late. Anyway, we won't get into that, but we will talk about the story of Ramayana. And simply speaking, I'm giving you the spoilers here. It's a very simple story. Ram, the prince of Ayodhya, he marries Sita. And uh, soon after that, his stepmother, who plots against him and sends him to him into exile for 14 years. And he, along with his wife and his brother Lakshman, they go into exile. They spend 14 years in the forest and in the middle of that uh, the king of Lanka which is Sri Lanka now Ravan he abducts Ram's wife Sita and takes her to Lanka so Ram gathers his army which also includes the monkey army, by the way, led by the monkey god Hanuman. And they collectively fight against Ravan and bring Sita back to Ayodhya. So there are two festivals that are celebrated around this idea. One is when Ram killed Ravan. So then Hindus celebrate the Shara. And when um, Ram and Sita came back from Sri Lanka to Ayodhya, and everybody lit candles to celebrate the occasion and that is celebrated as Diwali. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, cultural history behind it. So there are, there are multiple versions of this story. In some stories there is a lot of magical stuff happening. In some stories it's very simple, plain real-life-like situation and in fact uh, these stories have multiple perspectives so for example in some stories you will find Ram is the hero and Ravan is the villain in some versions you'll also find that uh, Ravan is not exactly the villain but uh, he's a good king and He's only taking a revenge against Ram and his brother Lakshman who disrespected his sister. So that's something about the Indian mythological stories. They often have multiple perspectives and 
I think that is what makes it interesting. But nevertheless, if you follow the popular culture in India, then as I said, Ram is celebrated as the hero, the Lord Rama, and people worship him as a god. So that version of the story is very much popular. And of course, you're not going to read the original versions, most likely. So I'm going to suggest you some easy versions. And one of the easy versions, which will really help you ease into this world and uh, written in English language is the book called Ramayana, of course, written by C. Rajgopalachari. And in fact, I would say you can also check out his works on Mahabharat and on Bhagavad Gita and Upanishads. So he explains these narratives in a very simple manner. And uh, the way he tells the story and how he extracts those morals, it's quite interesting. So I would like to point out that uh, the version of Ramayana that we follow most of the time these days, it was written by Valmiki. And it is believed that before that, before Valmiki wrote it down, before that, the story was going on in oral traditions. So we really don't know how uh, old this story is. Some people speculate it could be 4,000, 5,000 years old. But uh, if we only go by the written text, it's less than that. In fact, uh, you'd find certain people coming from traditional orthodox view, they would claim that Valmiki wrote Ramayana during the lifetime of Lord Ram which does not seem to be the case. And as I said, there is enough evidence that it was there in the oral traditions before Valmiki wrote it down. So in Valmiki's work, Ram is portrayed as a really great and unique man and uh, not really an incarnation of God, which is now the popular understanding. Of course, there are there are some references that uh, he's got some divine qualities and uh, even mentioned that uh, he's an could be an avatar of God. But at no point he's treating Ram as something like a God. He's just a really good prince and king. But in the later poetry works in particular, which were written by Kamban and Tulsidas, then it was pretty much accepted by everybody that Ram was, in fact, the incarnation of Lord Vishnu. So by then, a lot of uh, Ram temples had come into existence and there was ritual worship of Ram as God. So then... In the subsequent versions of Ramayana, you, you would notice that 
he starts attaining the stature of god or something close to god and uh, there's something interesting about these hindu epics there's always the story about the story the story about how the story was written and how it came into existence so in this case the story in fact begins with the visit of saint narada those of you who don't know who saint narada is um he's a uh, one of the many respected figures in hindu mythology and he keeps traveling all over the world carrying the messages from one place to another in some ways he is the reporter or the journalist of the mythological world so he visits one morning to valmiki's ashram and uh, valmiki welcomes him and asks him that uh, i have a really interesting question for you tell me you've seen all the heroes around the world who do you think uh, possesses or ever possessed the highest virtue and wisdom and uh, to that narada answers he says definitely ram has to be him he's born in the solar dynasty um he's presently ruling ayodhya and he's just full of wisdom and virtue so when uh, valmiki heard this answer after that uh, when the narad had left valmiki couldn't get his mind off ram he kept thinking about him and uh, he was walking along the river bank and he saw he saw there two loving birds they were singing and dancing there and making love and suddenly the male bird he falls down he gets hit by a hunter's arrow and uh, the female bird when she sees her lover is uh, dying she gets the shock too so when valmiki observed this he kinds of uh, he kind of gets into that cursing mode and he curses that hunter he says that since you have killed this bird you'll be homeless for many many years now this is another aspect of hindu mythology that people could bless and curse especially these saints and sages and their words would matter and it would come true at some point in the future so that's why everybody in these stories really respected these sages and didn't say didn't really anger these people because if they did they knew some curse was coming so this was really the moment of anger and uh, he cursed the hunter and uh, then he realized that he had made a mistake he had just allowed the anger take control of himself so he thinks he's made a 
big mistake so then when he tries to regret and mumble something he realizes that the words coming out of his mouth they are really making beautiful verses and he doesn't understand what's going on and at that point one of the other gods of trinity who is brahma he comes to him and she tells him that uh, you've got the story inside you from the sorrow the worse has ar- arrived in other words in sanskrit you would say from shoka sprang shloka so from sorrow sprang the worse and he tells him that valmiki should write the story of ram so since his poetry was coming beautifully he decided that he along with his disciples they were going to repeat those verses again and again and make it into a pattern and then that's how the whole ramayana was composed so as i said this is mostly the case with the hindu mythological stories that you'll find the story about the story and even the story about the story will have certain magical elements but there is another interesting thing worth noticing here as i said there are two major epics one is mahabharat one is ramayan ramayan came first and uh, first the avatar or incarnation of vishnu was as ram and then as krishna which was in mahabharat so in ramayan you see the philosophy of following your duties so whatever your elders are telling you you follow that so as a as a son you do your duty as a son then you do your duty as a student when your teacher asks you something when your people that are you are ruling they expect something from you you do do your duty for them so that is really the philosophy behind ramayana doing your duty and uh, when you go to mahabharat which gets far more fascinating it's not just about blindly doing your duty then it gets much more complicated and in mahabharata it's not just what the other people are expecting of you but uh, you find your own dharma your own duty and it gets much more complex with different people with different emotions so ramayana in that sense is much more simpler story and it has very clear moral messages and uh, it's narrated and sung all around india and wherever in the world the hindu community lives so in fact uh, the brahma's words in the context of ramayana were as long as the mountains stand and the rivers flow 
so long shall the ramayana be cherished among men and save them from sin so there is the moral lesson here and i'm sure you'll enjoy the story and derive those moral lessons when you get to read the book at the same time if you would want to if you've read this story already and if you would want to consider other perspectives for example the perspective of ravana and uh, how it's viewed if ram is not the hero of the story so one of the recent books it's called asura that tells you the story once again very simply written but uh, you'll find interesting ideas there so this is the story of ramayana and i hope you'll have a good time reading it and soon i'll also talk about mahabharata